0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Touchdown,
1: Kansas City! Damian Williams runs to immortality!
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Addison Patterson. Wow. Sounds like something in a poetry slam, Dave.
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jaden
1: Alexander with six,
0: crosses over, drives in,
1: drives to the basket, shot is good!
0: Good! Good and one! Everything happening in the sports world. And the Chiefs Kingdom
1: has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest
0: summit. And even some things not happening in the sports world.
2: I've always had trouble with Miami and it's just been, it's kind of chronic. And there's just really nothing I can do about it.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and getting ready for... Very busy weekend, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. You feeling all right today? Feeling great. It seems like you've been in a good mood today. Sun therapy. It does feel kind of nice.
2: Yeah. It's a little cool today, though. A little windy. Yeah. No golf today.
1: You're not going to play any golf today? No golf today. Why not? Too windy. Too windy for you?
2: 25 miles an hour. That's too much for me.
1: So that's when you say no. That's your cutoff?
2: Yeah. It didn't used to be, but I tell you, the older you get, you don't hit the ball as far and when you hit it into the wind, it just doesn't go anywhere. It's kind of a blow to the ego. You don't like that? I don't like that. You don't like it when you hit those lost. drives that end
1: up 50 yards shorter than you normally are?
2: And that's becoming very much evident this year. I haven't played very much. but So
1: 63, once man, you hit 63, I, I it's all what, downhill from there?
2: I tell you, the calendar flipped, and when it flipped, it took with it about 30 yards off
1: the tee. I feel for you, Steve. Maybe
2: Big B can give me some pointers how to get some distance. That's he, true. He hits the big ball. Big B hits a big ball. So I know he's a big fan of the show, so maybe he could give me some tips.
1: Because. And give you a rental car at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he could do both.
2: Uh, he, big B's the man.
1: Hey, I think for $35 a day, you could just go there rent you. a car and drive around there town. There you go. All right, Steve. Fun night last night of basketball. The McPherson High girls won 66-24. You all right over there? Yeah, my microphone's
2: just all messed up.
1: Yes, you're not talking into it. That's why. Well, I'm, I am now. Yeah, okay. Well, it was a fun night of basketball last night. The McPherson girls beat Great Bend 66-24 to in their sub-state opener, and that means they advance into the sub-state finals on Saturday night where they will play Cape and Mount Carmel. It was win number 300 for McPherson girls coach Chris Strathman. Just a feel-good night of basketball last night in the roundhouse after a night that wasn't quite as much of a feel-good night.
2: Well, i tell you, uh, there wasn't a great crowd, but I think a lot of people, you know, kind of knew what the outcome was going to be. But Saturday night, need to have a big crowd. Capen comes to town. The kids get in, the high school kids get in free. You know, like Bernie Sanders, everything's free. Let them in. So kids, high school kids, go to the game. Let's have a big student section tomorrow night. Capen is going to be a very good challenger. Uh, I know they've got a six-four player that's pretty good. And uh, I know in the scouting report says this is a team we could have some trouble scoring inside against. So we need a night like last night because it is fun to watch the Bullpups when they are on fire from three-point. And they were on fire from three-point last night, 11-19. Grace Ann Pyle, man, was she just unbelievable last night. I think she made five out of six. Lauren Labatue knocked down a couple. Ellen, Ella Schmid knocked down a couple. Uh, Who was the other player? Cassidy Beam knocked down a couple, eleven threes, or yeah, eleven or yeah, eleven threes out of nineteen last night, and it was real interesting. The first four and a half minutes, McPherson scored four points. They were sluggish at the start, but in a span of less than two minutes, they made four straight threes, and see you later. The close game was gone.
1: Yeah, and the three ball has really been a staple of this team. Really been a staple of this program and I've been trying to anticipate, you know, we, we are media members, and we are, right. we're supposed to kind of look ahead and figure out where records could be met, and this team isn't really going to break any three-point shooting records this year, at least for, for their program, partly because Taylor Robertson just <laughs> kind of took that record book and took all the pages and threw them into different corners of the yeah. room, and so when you have what Taylor did in the mix, well, it's hard to break a lot of records, but... For the McPherson girls individually, I think Cassidy Beam has had sort of a sneaky good season in terms of three-point shooting. She's made 58 threes in 21 games.
2: And she shot a pretty high percentage.
1: And is shooting above 40%. And anything above 30, to
2: me, anything over 35 is very good.
1: There are only two players that have ever made more threes in a McPherson High Girls basketball season than Cassidy Beam. Now, she is number 6 all-time in three-pointers in a season, because <laughs> one, two, three, and four are Taylor Robertson, Taylor Robertson, Taylor Robertson, T-Rob. Taylor Robertson, and then Stacy Becker with 63. So if she makes five, either in the game on Saturday or if they win and continue on to state, then she's got a chance to be the one person behind the four Taylor Robertson seasons. And then Grace Pyle, she has an opportunity to be the sixth player in program history to make one hundred threes in her career, and certainly it will happen next year because she is on number 99. Oh, yeah. It will either happen on Saturday night or at some point next week or next season. Right. But these three-point shooters for this McPherson team have been sneaky good this year. And they have been much more efficient in their three-point shooting this year. And that's what has made this team so dangerous and what gives them a chance to be so dangerous down the stretch. But what we always go back to This team is so good defensively that they don't give up much of anything. And when you look at what Great Ben did last night, they had to scratch and claw for all 24 of those points. And I say all 24 because 24 is not a lot. It's not a lot. They had to fight hard for those 24 points. This Bullpup team forced 25 turnovers. Great Ben scored 24 points. That shows how good this defense is playing right now. And like I said,
2: I've written and I've said it many times, the offense can come and go. They're not going to shoot 11 out of 19 from three, you know, every game. I mean, even if they make five threes, that's a pretty good night. But their defense never takes a night off. Uh, I don't know what the high opposing uh, total is this year. I can't remember it offhand, but I don't. um, In terms of points, yeah, the opponent's points, the highest. Number of points an opponent has scored this year.
1: Well, if you keep talking for about three seconds, I'll be able to pull it up. Well,
2: I know there's a lot of games where they have given up in the 30s and the 20s. But uh, I, I can't hardly remember a team scoring in the 50s on them.
1: The high is 50. And that would have come in the game against... It's coming. Oh, Andover Central. Second game of the year. That That went to overtime. That was an overtime game. Right.
2: And if you remember right, Andover Central had a big first half in that game, and then the Bullpups shut them down in the second half.
1: Other than that 50, only one other team, two other teams have made it to 40.
2: I'd say Derby's probably Derby,
1: 49-40. to Piper, maybe? And then the Shawnee Mission Northwest game, they got to 44. Piper scored 39. So only three times. They've allowed more than 40 points in a game.
2: That's just crazy numbers. That tells you how good the defense is. And like Coach Strathman said last night, we don't have that big player inside, you know, that intimidating presence, that, you know, that shot blocker, you know, um, like if Andrea Sweat would have been healthy this year, she would have been kind of a presence because she was 6'1 and very long. Uh, You know, Cassie Cooks plays taller than her height. Grace Ann Pyle plays taller than her height. And then you got, you know, Emma Ruddles. Five, what? Five eight, probably? Five eight, five nine. But she can really jump. Cassidy Beam's five six, but she can really jump. And then Lake and Sheafrick's five seven, maybe five eight. But uh, it's not what you'd call a tall team. But uh, getting back to three point shooting, what I've really liked is this team never takes a bad three point shot. No. It is. It's like they move the ball until you're wide open and you can get your feet set. And I still think Emma Ruddle, I. You know I watch her shoot the basketball to me i'm it's it's a surprise to me she doesn't make three or four a game because she's got a beautiful form great rotation on the ball uh the shots just haven't been going down sometimes this year but I you know i i I, I put some of that on her injury this year you know she missed the first six weeks of the season and I think that really kind of slowed her progress I think if she'd been healthy all year I think you'd seen her three point uh numbers really go up because I think it took her, you know, it took her about three or four games just to get back into the flow. And that means she's only played about six games where she's been really healthy. And, you know, she's still getting her stamina back. You can see that, but you know, she plays so hard, she flies up and down the floor. She and Lake and Sheepreak, they've got a real nice rotation going. Those are the first two that come out. Then they come in and two other players come out. But uh, I, I just think uh, the three point shooting of this team is what separates it from a lot of teams.
1: It was also a, Fun night for McPherson girls coach Chris Strathman last night as he picked up win number 300 in his career. And at the beginning of the season, I had all the numbers in front of me, and he was 280-55 and 55 going into the year. And so I, I said, okay, when could he win game number 300? Mm-hmm. And maybe the realistic person would say, well, it's probably going to be at the state tournament. It, it very likely won't be the regular season because that means you have to go 20 and 0. Right. But very likely sub state or state tournament. And it happened to be the first game of sub state and kind of circled it on the calendar. But going and, and obviously win number 300 to him, he even said it last night. He doesn't care about win number 300. He would really like win number 301 on Saturday night. But going and looking at his career and what they have been able to do. And remember, this is not 300 wins in 20 years. 25 years, yeah, 30 years, which would be pretty good. This is 300 wins in 15 seasons. Not even 15 seasons. And that's
2: 20 wins a season, and you only play 20 regular season games.
1: And it's not like it is a 12-game postseason or a 15-game it's post-season, a five-game postseason at the max. Yeah. And they have had a couple years where it was six. But right. continuing with this, it is so impressive what this program has done over the last 15 seasons to make it to 12 state tournaments, eight Final Fours, they have played in five state championship games and won three of them, and to win 300 games in 15 years, something has to be going right. Now, Coach Strathman will also say, well, it started off with Coach Schaefer in the early 90s getting this program going, and I think a lot of credit does go there. He would also, the next thing he would say is, we've had some great players. He's right. They have had some great players over that stretch. But... We also have to give a lot of credit to him as well. Yeah, I think that he will defer and say "Yeah, you know, players, the tradition that was already there, but a lot of credit goes to Coach Strathman and what they have been able to do because you don't win state championships with just great players. Right. It takes preparation. It takes a little bit of luck. It, it takes everything to make a program do what it has done over the last 15 years, and that is win 84% of their games.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see how many coaches in the state have a higher winning percentage than 84. I don't know what Terry English is up at Miege. Not bad, his is pretty good. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, you know, it's really good because they've won like 19 state championships, but Miege also plays a lot of Missouri teams, you know, to kind of have some preparation for the, you know, the Kansas teams. They dominate. Yeah, they lose. They, lo- they lose some games in Missouri to get themselves better for the state tournament in Kansas. And I'm sure Terry's got to be up there around 85, 86%. But I try to, you know, I try to think what other coaches, Coach Kinneman, I'm not sure what he is. He was like 84, 83 percent, I think, at the start of the year. It uh, probably went down a percentage maybe this year with 13-8. But I'll guarantee you, there are not two coaches. You take any two coaches from other schools and 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 put their winning percentages and average them out. There's no team in the state that has two coaches with a lifetime record. What Coach Strathman and Coach Kenneman have.
1: Coach Hetzel at Aquinas, I know, would, would have a chance. Oh, you mean combining the two. Right. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, it would be hard to find two that have been around as long, and, and that's a big part of this too, Coach Steve. Nelson
2: at Ulpe, maybe, you know.
1: But the thing that I think this goes back to, and it combines what Coach Strathman would say, and you know, beginning this program in the 90s, really getting it rolling, well, Coach Strathman has been on the staff at McPherson High since he got out of college at Tabor. And since then... <laughs> This program has been at a a very, 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 very high level Mm -hmm. that entire time, and we've talked about it on the boys' side, too. We've talked about it with KU, with Mm -hmm. Duke, with North Carolina. When you don't change things, and you don't have to hire a new coach every three years, and you don't have to change your offense, change your style, change your youth program, it makes things a lot easier. Then when you expand that to not changing things for 10 years, to 15 mm-hmm. years, to 20 years, to 25 years, it really increases your odds of having success because you've been around the program for so long. Yeah. You have been to state tournaments. When it comes to Coach Strathman and, and this staff in preparing for a weekend of state tournament, you don't start that in March. Right. It starts in February. It starts in January. And in McPherson it starts a lot of times in December yeah. and trying to map out where you think you will be, what teams you think you will match up with, and that's why these teams can be so successful. And it's not just that. A lot of things add up to it. But when you've done it, as long as this coaching staff has, boys and girls sign, man, it gives you a really great opportunity to succeed.
2: You know, when I first got here in 79, uh, girls basketball was incredible then. Uh, the first year I was here, the Bulldogs got second. Coach Hoffman was at the helm. The next two years, they got first. And then we had that little bit of a lull, you know, after the uh, 82 championship team. From about 82 to 92, uh, you know, there was a couple trips of state, but we kind of, you know, fell on hard times. And then when Coach Schaefer came in, he got it back to the early days, uh, like when I first got here, and it's been good ever since. The last 20 what, six years, 27 years, the Bullpups have won, what, over 500 games.
1: Well, they have played in 24 of the last 27 state tournaments. Right. And with a win on Saturday night, would make it 25 of 28.
2: That's not bad.
1: That's not bad at all. Yeah. But wrapping things up with that, of course they are looking ahead to Saturday and, and trying to extend this and keep rolling into next week at the state tournament in Emporia. But what a great accomplishment that was for Coach Strathman last night. But like he said... Three hundred doesn't mean a whole lot to him if they don't win three hundred one on Saturday night. Yeah,
2: if uh, if he's stuck on three hundred going into next year, I think he won't be real happy because this is a team that's built to win it all this year. It really is. When you look at five A this year, I think you're really looking at two teams to me that are just that little bit above the other thirty-four teams. Thirty was it thirty-six teams total? Thirty-four teams In 5A. I really think you look at McPherson and you look at Aquinas,
1: and I think everybody else is just a little step below. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I think we can talk a little bit about your Kansas Jayhawks winning the Big 12 last night. Sounds good. And not your Kansas State Wildcats picking up. their 21st loss, which is the oh, most I didn't losses. Even know they played last night. Yeah, so. they played down in Stillwater. Well, we were busy last night. That's right. We were, we were busy, man, as we were always. Busy, man. We'll take a break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Steve Sell, did you have a chance to go back and watch your Kansas Jayhawks on on DVR last night? Or did, did you not. just go home and go straight to bed?
2: I I watched the uh post game.
1: Well, I guess you couldn't have watched yeah, the DVR the cuz they were on, yeah, that makes sense. But
2: I watched the post game, you know, the senior spoke. That's kind of a big thing, you know, for KU, you know, they don't ever lose on uh, senior night hardly and and Big Doke uh Isaiah Moss and I think Dotson got to speak because it's pretty much a given he will not be he'll go pro after this year. So Bill Self is always kind of guys that he knows are going to go, you know, in the draft. They speak on senior night, and Devon Dodson got a chance to you know I think to say goodbye to KU fans because he will be gone. But uh, it just seems like all is right in the world again.
1: KU's back on top now. I got, think I just heard about ten thousand K State fans go.
2: <sighs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have to – my world because I'm a KU yeah, alum. Yeah, all that's right in your yeah, world. Yeah, because I'm a KU alum. But, anyway, they got to beat Texas Tech to win it outright. Uh, that would be kind of a downer if they end up having to share it. But, uh, it, you know, it still yeah, goes – what a disappointment it It would goes be. as a championship – well – The they, number one team in the country. Do you think K-State fans were disappointed sharing it with Texas Tech? Would you rather share it with Texas Tech or finish – I think they were
1: pretty pumped last year. Or one
2: game behind Texas Tech. I think they so, were pretty pumped. So, anyway, you know, KU – but, the, you know, they earned it this year because they, they've only lost one game in the conference.
1: But let's, let's face it, the Big 12 was as bad as it's been in a long time. Well, I will say, like we've mentioned, you've got to lower your standards a little bit for college basketball right. this college year. Right, college basketball in general's down. Not compare it to everybody else. When you look at the Big 12, there were two really good teams. Two very, very good teams. Right. And then eight teams that are, eh. Yeah. Three of them that are okay on any given night. They
2: may only get four teams to the, to the NCAA tournament.
1: Well, remember that the rest of college basketball is not very good either. Right. That's the thing you have to remember. So they're still going to get a decent amount of teams into the national tournament. West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas Baylor, Kansas are all getting in. You think Shaka? Shaka well, Khan, and, Shaka Khan? Have you not seen how well they've been playing? They lately? have been playing well. Lately. They have surged to get to nine and eight. In the yeah, Big nine and
2: eight. Yeah, well, if you go five hundred in the Big Twelve and you end up winning twenty games, that pretty much gets you in.
1: You get in. Did you pay attention to the Kansas State Wildcats last night? I Steve? didn't
2: even know they play again. When, when I'm when I'm covering high school girls basketball, I am laser focused. I'm not even looking at the outside world.
1: Well, the Wildcats are now nine and twenty one on the year. It is on pace to be one of their worst seasons in basketball history. So my question for you is, I have been saying this entire process for K-State this year, trust the process, give them the Joel M B. trust the process, Mm -hmm. let this season go by, you knew it was not going to be good, they didn't recruit very well to have enough guys to back up this year. Right. Apparently, next year's class is going to be very good. Yes. Now, next year's class, they're still in high school. Yeah. So you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Bruce Weber, I think, has had a really tough last month because K-State fans, I think at first, were being patient. Right. But when you don't win at all, it makes life really difficult. And when you lose in the way that they have been, where they're just not playing very well... You've got Xavier Sneed missing breakaway dunks, it feels like, every single night, and, and wide open layups. It's been a disaster of a year for Kansas State. They're two and fifteen in the conference, nine and twenty one overall. Yeah. Have you pressed the panic button yet? Or are you still with me and just saying wait one more year? Well, I,
2: I say just flush this year, you know, down the stool. There's nothing you can do about this year. You know, they got a lot of these guys back. they they've got some talent. Cartier Jada will be a big score next year. I just like saying Cartier Jada. But they've got some good kids coming in. But I've said it many times, Kansas State fans have just never warmed up to Bruce Weber. No. Uh, You know, Frank Martin was a polarizing figure. He was nuts. But K-State liked that. And that came after Huggy Bear was there one year. Huggy got it all turned around. He got the thing started in the right direction. Frank Martin, for all his craziness and bulging eyes and four-letter words, was a—he got the job done. He got some players in there. I mean, the Bill Walkers and and Michael Easy Beasley in there, and Jacob Pullen and the Rodney Magruder. You know, they got. What about my guy
1: Denny Clemente? Yeah, Denny Clemente. I liked him.
2: Denny Clemente, Jorge Enrique Hernandez. Yeah,
1: or Enriquez Roberts. Whatever it was, but anyway, I, I think you just made up a name. I
2: I. I I don't know, but anyway, uh, they had some players. Bruce Weber came on, and of course, you know, his first year he won with Frank Martin's players, basically. And then the next year, not as good. They had the one year where they uh, last, you know, last year when they won the Big Twelve, that kind of got him back in the good graces. But I've always felt like K State fans are kind of just waiting for him to slip up, because man, it's gotta hurt up in Illinois. Brad Underwood. Just got a contract extension. Through, like, 2026. Yeah, he, you know, former, you know, they had a chance to hire him. You know, he was at Stephen F. Austin, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. having great success there. When Bruce Weber was hired, you know, they could have went and got Brad. They passed on him. And, you know, Brad now, he had a bad year at Illinois last year. Hadn't taken him long to turn around. Illinois, last I saw, was second in the Big 10, which is a really good conference this year. They're going to be in the tournament.
1: And K-State 23 in the country. 23
2: in the country and K-State's 9 and 21, but uh, you know, it is what it is and you know, Bruce Weber, the thing about him, he always cracks me up because he just goes ballistic on the sidelines. And you know, he's screaming and you know, he's a high talker anyway. So when he screams, it's it's kind of a squeaky scream, but it's just just to me. I may be wrong. I need to ask my buddy SpongeBoy Big K-State fan, or Termite, the other big K-State fan. Will you give fan. a real name for I, I Spongeboy? I, I, I don't want to give their names out because they know who they are and they're big fans of the show. But I'd like to th- see what they think of Bruce Weber.
1: Would you be shocked if Kansas State made a move on Bruce Weber? Not in a weird way. Yes. Uh, but you would be shocked I if would. they did at this point. I, I would, would too.
2: I would be very shocked because you can't just punt a guy on one bad year. And you knew – this year was not going to be good, but you didn't see. It's been a really bad. You year. You didn't see nine and twenty one coming. I didn't see a whole lot better coming. I, I, I think a lot. I saw, I saw fourteen wins. I saw them around fourteen wins this year, but they just can't score. You know, they're not real big inside, and uh, it's just you know they lose Mayween. I believe after this year, they're one big inside guy. Uh, they have Jada back. They lose Xavier Sneed, who I think is a very good player. But then they got the two Gordons. Uh, I think McGurl's gone. So, man, i tell you what, that recruiting class coming in better be pretty good.
1: Our guy Shad Marston just walked in to record his agriculture report for tomorrow, and he is giving the big thumbs down on K-State basketball. (laughs) All right, Steve, we've got to take a break. We're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we have less than a minute. Tomorrow on the show, we'll give you the full breakdown for sub-state weekend, the finals on the boys' side, well, on 5A. It's all very confusing because they alternate, but 5A boys' finals on Friday night. The Bullpups, of course, will not be in action. And then the Saturday finals for the Bullpup girls' 6 o'clock inside the Roundhouse, and admission for students is free.
2: Yeah, I, I want to see a great student section out there. I know our man Weirman, he'll be there.
1: Well, he's in the band, so That's right. I, I, don't, I don't know if well,
2: he'll you can be, count counting. He'll be tooting away, and, and of course our man Jonah Clark, he's a cheerleader, yell leader, whatever you call You're him.
1: You're just picking people that will not be in the student section. But, but, but
2: they'll be spirited. I know, I know those guys will be spirited.
1: We'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,